0: Well, Hi hey everyone! Thanks so much for joining me once again today. Always a pleasure to have you with me. You know, we interview a lot of advisors. Uh, we've interviewed well over a thousand advisors, and today we have an interesting lineup for you. I think you're going to find this very interesting, and I would encourage you to grab something to take some notes with. Uh, My first guest today is George Bandarian, and he has a company called Exit to Impact, of which he is the founder in Glendale, California. And George created a multi million dollar exit in 2018, and now he's helping other entrepreneurs double to quadruple their company value and create a lucrative exit so they can become independently wealthy and free to pursue their next and greater calling in life. And we're going to be talking about something that he calls the exponential entrepreneur. So, George, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you so much, Phil. I'm delighted to be here today.
0: Yeah, George, my pleasure. Uh, we've talked for for a while about uh, a variety of different things, and I think uh, – I think the last time we talked was a while ago. You were still in your business, so I'm anxious to hear more about that. So tell us a little bit about um, your journey and and how you grew your business 10 times and exited, and as you say, with no regrets.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure. I'd be happy to touch on that real quick. So um, I I had the good fortune of taking over a family business, but it was not one of these where it was just teed up and, and, and money was coming in left and right. It was actually... Uh, not profitable and on the brink of obsolescence. Uh, we were in a rapidly changing uh, technology back almost like 20 years ago um, where the digital was replacing analog in the the paperless world that, that we were in. So I did that uh, and had a lot of fun with it, um, kind of took this fledgling business and grew it and had a lot of fun, uh, learned a lot. But really got to a point where, even though it was it was nice to help companies eliminate paper and automate their workflows, you know I just felt like I had a greater calling in life. I felt like there was something bigger in store for me um, and I think a lot of business owners kind of feel that they might have started a a marketing agency or construction company or hVAC repair and in the beginning, it was really meaningful and they were passionate about it but gets to a point where, you know, you, you get burnt out, you get tired, you might even feel stuck or handcuffed, um, as I did toward the end, um, especially when you know in your heart and your soul that there, there's something more you're meant to do. And I think that that was the point where you and I initially met. <clears throat> I was in the process of, uh, I'd read the book Built to Sell, and I was implementing everything from the value builder system to, to dramatically increase the value of the business in preparation for an exit. And I appreciated the the advice and, and the time you spent with me and I was able to implement that and um, and create, you know, a pretty nice exit where <clears throat> it was essentially predominantly kind of an all cash deal and I did not have one of these long um, earnouts and holdbacks. Essentially it was very much a, you know kind of hand the keys transition clients and 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 kind of gone the next day type mm-hmm. of scenario. Um,
0: yeah yeah so, and i and I hear that I hear a, a couple of things that you said i hear I hear frequently. number one is a lot of owners have either lost the fire in the belly or they've taken over a business and they've said, You know I never intended for this to be my life <laughs> you know i just I wanted to <laughs> to uh to take over this thing, maybe to help out. A family member or a parent, or maybe because it was the best opportunity at the time. But I really want my life back, and I want to get out of this. And the other thing you mentioned is um, preparing it and saying, "Hey, I realize if I try to sell it as it is, it's not going to be good for anybody. So I need to go to work on growing the business." And I'm glad you brought up John Warlow and Built to Sell because uh, he was just a, a guest. Uh, just recently again, and he's always thinking about ways to help business owners grow their business. So I'm glad all of that worked. So what were some of the the, the at what point did you come to that realization that you know I, I've I've got to do this and what kind of timeline did you give yourself to grow and sell the business from
1: that point? Right. <clears throat> so you know, many times it, it can be a, a moving target, but I definitely got to a point about. Three to five years before the exit, um, <clears throat> where I really had adopted that built to sell mentality um, and so i was I would be constantly in touch with uh, different uh, brokers uh, from within my industry to be getting m and a updates, and I would be um, you know just educating myself and preparing for you know what I expected to be the you know my first biggest kind of transaction of my life, if you will. Um, and you're right, and I kind of take that for granted. I think that you know, as I've started to uh, work with other entrepreneurs now, I realize that, that a lot of people are just so focused in the business and, and they may not be taking all of the preparatory steps. It's kind of like they just want to go until the day they're ready and say, okay, I'm ready to sell. And um, so I, I like your opening about, <laughs> you know, you, you should have started planning five years ago, but it's not then at least, you know, today, today's the next best <laughs> <Right>. day. <laughs> Um, yeah it's
0: it's hard for people i just gave a speech yesterday to a vistage group up in uh, san jose california and um same it's it doesn't matter if i go to san jose uh if i go to new jersey if i go to indiana it doesn't matter it's the same out there for everybody everybody's busy and a little overwhelmed and thinking i you know i gotta i gotta start doing something but i don't know where to start so what, what were some of the, the first things that you did to get started? And then we'll move on to your topic because I really want to spend some time on that. But what were some of the first things that you did when you said, okay, I'm going to give myself five years, three to five years to get it ready? Um, what, were, what were the first steps?
1: Sure. So, <clears throat> so the first step is you know, getting my value builder score and just seeing you know having an independent assessment that I could get online takes 10-15 minutes and be able to just find out where do I stand, you know, where am I good, where do I need to work on because I I didn't know and and at that time I didn't know to look at everything through the ideal buyer's lens and this is something that we teach now. It's, um, you know, the concept of your buyer persona, has been popularized in marketing when we think about our customers, right, envisioning the customer. If we sell sell to marketers, you know, marketing Mary, she's 35 to 45. She loves to write. She's active on social, right? So this whole idea about envisioning that customer, but unfortunately, a lot of business owners don't do the same thing with the ideal business buyer. So today, start Mm -hmm. thinking about who's going to be, that, that that best buyer for your business, and what are the things that they're going to care about? What are the things that they're going to give you more money, or 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 see as a risk, and therefore discount the value on? Um, and so that's those were the things that I started to work on um, as I educated myself. So specifically, um, I implemented, uh, you know, went from it being classic small business where you know I was kind of the brains of the operation, and then there was everybody else the hub and spoke as we call it in in value builder system. And I built a management team and, you know, I've implemented a lot of of the best practices. So I've been a big follower of Vern Harnish and Rockefeller habits and scaling up. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that he talks about is every company, no matter what industry you're in, has only three main departments. There's sales and marketing, which is bringing customers in. There is manufacturing slash service slash operations, which is taking care of that customer, giving them whatever they, they wanted, making sure they're happy. And then the third is finance and admin and kind of HR and everything else underneath that. So, so the key is to have one person owning each of those three areas uh, so that you can, you know, so that your company really has uh, managers or, or a management team that can run itself. And that you're not um, dependent. So that was probably one of the biggest things that I did. Um, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. took some time and going through different people, but at the end, that was one of the things that led to my exit being what it was. Was because the buyer was very comfortable that if George is out of the picture, there are these three great people that that can continue to run it, and, and they're the ones that, that are doing most of the heavy lifting uh, today anyway. George. So, so that George, was like one,
0: one uh, more. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One more question. What do you think would have happened
0: if you would have just not done any of this stuff and just gone right to market with the business at, at, at the point that you were at?
1: The it, that's where connecting the value comes from. I mean, you know, I, I think literally it would have probably been worth one tenth of what we got for it because it was just not ready. It was not. Yeah. It was not the financials like the performance wasn't there but 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 more importantly all the other things that that a buyer looks at um yeah. so it can be that it can be that dramatic i mean i'm not exaggerating you know like that's the difference between you know a 1 million dollar sale versus a 10 million dollar sale
0: you know yeah and, and the the point there also is that uh, as the statistics bear out right now only, only about one out of ten buyers who tries to sell their business is successful at it. They either get dejected or rejected along the way because their value is too low or they're, uh, it, it, they get into a, a due diligence process and the, the buyers say, forget it. You're, you're too unorganized. You're too unprofitable. You're too all about the owner. So let's talk about this mm-hmm. this concept you have called the exponential entrepreneur, which I love. I love the title of it. Uh, can't wait to hear about it. What is it? How does it work? And and uh, how do listeners uh, uh, work into this?
1: Sure, <clears throat> sure. So, so let me provide a little bit of context, and, and then I'll dive into a little bit more about what it is. So, <clears throat> when I when I sold the company, and, and again, I didn't have a long earn out so immediately I I didn't you know it was like what am I going to do next but the post exit identity crisis as I call it now and so the first thing that I did is I picked up the value builder system and I said this was an amazing tool that helped me have a have a life-changing outcome and now I want to do the same for others so immediately I started speaking and I started getting brought in by friends uh, you mentioned Vistage I, you know I've been Familiar with Vistage and EO and YPO and other CEO groups and uh, mastermind mm-hmm. groups and peer groups, and so I <clears throat> started working with owners and and, and and thought that I was mainly going to be like at least for the time being until I figured out what was next. Um, you know, kind of like you know, kind of like you you know your title, like an exit coach, helping business owners build value and create a lucrative exit. What I realized was <clears throat> while people say that. There's, they're, 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 still, they're really in what I call scale mode. So if, if we just lump the stages of business as, you know, startup, scale, and exit, people are really in the scale stage. And there's a ton of things that go on in scale. There's um, 21 common issues, but they boil down to three categories, which are time, team, and money. Um, so, you know, either the owner has no time, they're just running around with a chicken with their head cut off. It's team issues. How do I recruit and retain the right people? Do I have the right people on the right seats in the bus? Or money? Whether you know whether it's the business's revenue or profits, or you know the owner's actual take-home cash flow. <clears throat> and so, so, so I started coaching on those issues. Um, I thought I was going to be getting people just ready to exit, and here we are actually implementing things like strategic planning and mm-hmm. and differentiation mm-hmm. and competitive advantage. And then in the meanwhile, the clients started bringing to me, because I've, I've always had this like life coaching inclination. I'm not certified, but I've done a lot of it. Um, and so it became more than mm-hmm. just the business. It became, you know, what's going on, you know, in terms of at home, you know, or, you know, what's what's going on? You know, do I need a checkup from the neck up? You know, so much of... Our success is de- determined by our mindset, as you know, and and, and the stress that comes in. So, it really, became this coaching around um, every aspect of the person, not just the business. Um, and so that feeds into what I'll get into about the exponential entrepreneur. Um,
0: mm-hmm. And
1: then the other thing that I that I noticed was that some, some people said they want to exit because like you said in the beginning, there's some frustration but all of a sudden you start working together and what you find is like they really want to go start another company or they, they have an, an idea for a new innovative product or service and in some cases it's ch- chasing a shiny object and maybe they shouldn't and in other cases it, it's really good but they're, they're trying to figure out how to balance their time and how do you actually go do that without hurting and uh hurting your current business other people you know other clients you know fall into yet another category which is this more of this autopilot where you know they they say they want to sell but they they maybe they're not but they sure would love to get that freedom and be able to put the business on autopilot and if they're right. not going to put it on auto you know autopilot to go start another company you know, maybe they're a boomer and, and really they just want to start enjoying a little bit more out of life, start traveling a little bit more. And out of that comes like this, you know, half retire concept. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, so all these things were coming up. And then the, the thing that really throws a wrench in all this is <clears throat> the fact of what's the reality of what's going on in the marketplace. So one is the market timing risk. Um, so you know, I, I'm 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 an optimist, but I'm very nervous about you know what's happening and how much longer this can happen, uh, how how much longer this can go on, and what's going to happen to valuations as soon as you know some turn in the economy. So I'm very concerned about that. Um, but right. but more than right. that is yeah. But more than that is the proliferation of exponential technologies, and that's in part where the exponential entrepreneur system comes from, is there's all these exponential technologies that have come on and are rapidly disrupting industries across the board. So it's not just the tech sector, because these are technologies that are being used in every business sector. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about AI you know artificial intelligence which underneath that has you know machine learning and deep learning and neural nets you have autonomous vehicles and which is robots drones you know again you can think about you know the tesla was kind of the stock of the auto industry and now everybody is not just following them in terms of electric but following them in terms of autonomous. And I, I'm a proud Tesla owner, and I'm pretty excited to be able to press the button and have it go fully autonomous soon. Um, I'm, I'm a big, you know, robots are going to be replacing a lot of jobs and, and automating um, a lot of what's going on. Then, you know, right, you have right. materials and, and 3D printing. You have you have uh, networks and sensors. So, So Elon just put another 60 satellites up in space. So Elon and his buddies Jeff Bezos and, and others are in a race to put satellite system around the world and soon we'll have 8 billion people everybody on the planet connected on on 5G and you know 5G means you can download a 2 hour movie in a second second and a half so so that's going to change everything once we're all connected and have super high speed like we've never had um virtual reality and augmented reality um has gone from being like a novelty item for geeks to real business cases being used in 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 education and 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 treatment like for example uh post traumatic stress disorder so you know so you could be a psychologist listening to this and saying oh well what he's talking about doesn't impact me but the reality is it is because if you're a psychologist that just as an example i just picked that you know there's there's v r glasses being used to treat psychological yep. symptoms and there's a i looking looking at millions of data sets to understand patterns in patients and predict you know what might have somebody you know um feel worse or what's helped people feel better if you're you know, if you're kind of any small business in America, if you're a restaurant, if, you're, if you are own a construction company, if it doesn't matter. Every industry right. across the board is being impacted. So, so I started to get more juice by helping people learn what is going on, um, adopt what's available, and then for the ones that are brave – Really innovate and create with it, so not just try to take something off the shelf. But how do we, how do we ask a question around, you know, what's really going to set this business, what's really going to 10x this business? Um, you know, I don't want to just do like the minimal required before a sale. I really want to, you know, have a breakthrough. Um, I, I want to give it a, a really good run at it. Um, and, and 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 our biggest constraint is X then we can look at, okay, how do these exponential, and it's not just exponential c- technologies, it's the convergence of these technologies that is causing uh, the most um, <clears throat> disruption. So, you know, when you have VR and AI combined in the robot, as an example, <laughs> um, maybe not yeah. like that, but you get my point. It's, it's pretty amazing,
0: George. It's, it sounds like you've taken um, some some of the best tools out there and customize them to your own uses and then, and then um, compounded that or, or expanded on that by helping people understand what's out there and how they can apply it to their business. And there's so many busy business owners out there that you might be one of those listening that really needs to, to put your head up and look around and see what's going on and see what's out there, uh, especially if you're concerned about um, selling in the next um, – three to five, maybe maybe a little bit longer than that. But And if you're not, why are you listening to this show in the first place? So um, most of the people that might be listening might be saying, you know, I, I really need to get in touch. Maybe I should talk to George uh, Bandarian about uh, what he can do for my business. And uh, George, what's the best way for our listeners to find out more and to get in touch with you?
1: Sure, sure. So we've created a, a page just specifically for your listeners. It's on my website, which is... Uh, George Bandarian, B-A-N-D-A-R-I-A-N.com/exitcoach. So if Great. you go there, all the different resources, um, tools that I mentioned are on there, um, and um, they can download stuff and check it out, or they could just book a call with me if they're ready to chat. I'd, I'd love to get on the phone with any of your listeners, and and you know that's what gives me juice these days. So I'd certainly welcome that.
0: And again, it's uh, GeorgeBandarian, B-A-N-D-A-R-I-A-N.com forward slash coach. if you want to find out more. And George, unfortunately, as often happens, our, our time has gone by too quickly, but uh, I would love for you to uh, follow up and, uh, and, and we can kind of dissect and get into some of these areas uh, uh, a little bit deeper in future interviews. Would you, would you come back and join us again?
1: Yes, I'd love to do that.
0: Very interesting, very interesting stuff you're on, I'm very interested in it, and I really thank you for, uh, for joining me today, and I look forward to the next time we get to speak.
1: Likewise. Thank you, Bill. Talk soon.
0: Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.